hey, we're friends, yes? Good. Then I am going to be perfectly honest with you. I would rather not be recording my podcast right now. I would rather be finishing my flowers. This is Stacy with episode 115 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection? I am your host, Stacy Julian. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. I think it would be disingenuous of me to let you think that creative work is something I always feel like doing. That's just not true. I did, however, promise myself that I would show up every week to podcast, at least for another year. And therefore, I am here. And that is a very good thing for me and for my creativity and hopefully for you. We are definitely going to be talking about flowers, though. In fact, I've decided to title this episode, The Time-Consuming, Frivolous, and Mundane. We are going to talk about homemade mayonnaise, about potting flowers on your porch, about decorative napkins, cleaning under the sink, and my Pinterest stairs. So here's the deal. The awareness and authentic happiness found in things that don't make sense. That's today's topic. The next time you think it will take too long, or I really shouldn't spend my money on that, it's kind of expensive, or it's not critical or urgent, stop and ask yourself, why do you think those things? I believe there is power in doing things that take extra time, in doing things that are silly and impractical. And I believe ordinary, sometimes mundane tasks and efforts can have extraordinary results and are often just what we need. Let's start, you guys, with the definition of time-consuming. It's something that cannot be done quickly, but which instead requires a longer period to complete. I have come to love the opportunity I have to make my own mayonnaise. That's kind of crazy, right? I didn't even think that people could make mayonnaise for the first mm, 45 years of my life. But here's what you'll need. And I promise you it's worth it. You will need a warm egg. That means an egg that's been out of the refrigerator for a while, or you can put it in a cup of warm water for five minutes. You're going to need one quarter cup of healthy oil. I prefer avocado oil. 
a teaspoon of dry mustard, and a pinch of salt. Hopefully you have a food processor. It's much easier in a food processor, but you you drop your egg where you break your egg into your processor and you add one quarter cup of oil and a teaspoon of dry mustard and a little bit of salt and then you turn the processor on and magic begins to happen. It starts to turn milky white. Well, actually not quite. You turn the processor on and it starts to go and then you slowly add, and I have a little attachment that, that just adds a drizzle, right, of liquid. And so I add another full cup of avocado oil, but it it adds it at a very steady and slow state. And then the magic begins to happen. Everything turns milky white as it emulsifies. And you guys, it's clean and it's yummy. And it makes the most delicious ranch dressing. From time to time, you should stop in the produce section and buy fresh chives and fresh dill and chop them up. And maybe you are the kind of person that buys those fresh things, but I wasn't always, and now I am more often. And it really makes a difference. I'm going to put the recipe for my mayonnaise in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about flowers, specifically potting your own flowers. And yes, I know that you can just buy hanging baskets, which I definitely have done and do. And you can buy pots that are already designed and they're lovely and they're time-saving. But let me ask you this. Why does everything have to be time-saving? What are we saving all this time for? Oh my goodness. Go get a pretty pot if you don't already have one. One that looks good on your front porch next to your front door. And design your own arrangement of brightly colored annual flowers, annuals. And here's my tip. I'm going to give you my tip. It's tops, pops, and flops. (laughs) So when you're picking out flowers, you're going to want something that is tall. Think of it as the top. You're going to create an arrangement that has the shape of a triangle. So you need a tops like some spikes, they're called dracenia or dracenia, um, or something really tall like snap peas. And then you're going to want pops, pops of color. And um, it helps if they're different sizes. Of course, they're all going to grow. And then you want some flops. And by flops, I mean something that kind of flops over the edge of the container or pot or fills up the container. So just remember that. Remember your friend Stacy told you that it takes tops, some pops, and something that flops. Now, go buy some flowers and pot them yourself. Get your hands dirty. I like to not wear garden gloves. I think I said this last week, didn't I? Oh my goodness. In any case, go pot some flowers. All right. That's number one, time consuming. Number two, let's talk about things that are frivolous. So I looked up frivolous and it says of little weight or importance lacking in seriousness, or marked by levity and lightheartedness. There were a few other more derogatory words. <laughs> choosing to leave those out. But essentially, frivolous means not very practical or sensible. But have you ever heard of Julia Cameron? She is best known for her book, The Artist's Way. It's a 
fabulous book. And you know what she said? She said, creativity is not and never has been sensible. Hmm. I only purchase and use decorative napkins. You might know them as cocktail napkins. They're the little square napkins and they're colorful. They're striped and polka dotted or designed to go with a holiday or a season or a particular type of party, like a barbecue. And I don't even remember how long ago it was that I started using decorative napkins. And not just for special occasions. I'm talking like I got a little container and I put napkins. They're seasonally appropriate napkins. I put them out on my kitchen table. I have a really cool handcrafted lazy susan and then my little napkin box with my napkin sits on top of it and um and it makes a difference in my life you guys <laughs> i actually wrote a book in 2005 called the big picture and in that book is a scrapbook page about my decorative napkins <laughs> i'm going to post a picture to instagram in the next few days of my current napkins they're little rainbows and they're cute. And the thing is, as a younger mom, life gets really crazy, especially around dinner hour. And I just remember that I could glance sideways over at my decorative napkins and it just gave me a jolt of, I don't know, confidence maybe. Like, are you kidding me? You totally have this together. <laughs> because Anybody who has decorative napkins appropriately designed for the season or most upcoming holiday, yeah, they got their stuff together, you know? Anyway, kind of frivolous, very powerful. All right, let's talk about my Pinterest stairs. So I call them Pinterest stairs um, because I pinned them. And I pinned a variety of different versions of them, but let me describe them. Pinterest stairs in my mind can be defined as stairs where the riser, the the back part of the stair is painted a a bright color. And, um, and I pinned several types of these stairs, like stairs that were painted all sky blue or that had wallpaper on all the risers or that even were like rainbow colors. And for a long time, many months, I would occasionally think about Pinterest stairs. And then one day, not long after 2008, (laughs) kind of sounds funny, one day, not long after 2008, but in 2008, there was a little bit of an economic, right, uh, recession. We had a good friend who was a contractor and he needed things to do. And I hired him to tear out the stairs that go from my first, my main floor to my basement. And I had him rebuild stairs and turn them into Pinterest stairs. They're painted in bright colors. And I love them. And they're highly impractical. And here's the thing, super not good for resale. I also have a bright yellow island in my kitchen. Also not good for resale, but I don't want to live in my house in a way that secures for me a more likely resale 
or resale value. That doesn't sound very fun. It sounds altogether too neutral and not very personal or enjoyable. So why not make plans, you guys? You can do it this summer. Make plans to paint something. You don't have to paint your stairs. Just paint a wall or a cool old chair or even a flower pot. (laughs) Then fill it with flowers that you design. Better yet, if you still have children, especially like teenage children, give them a budget and help them buy some paint and let them paint something like their room. And don't get in the way. Teachers often ask, how will kids use this in the future? But this question misses a different question. What new possibilities might this open up for students? This filter of practicality often strips away innovation. That's what John Spencer says, and he's a former middle school teacher turned professor who helps teachers transform classrooms into spaces of imagination and wonder. So let's maybe be a little less future-focused sometimes so that we can strip away filters of practicality in lieu of a little more fun and innovative curiosity, creativity. Because this is my quote. You want to hear it? I think it's pretty good. I'm going to put this quote in the show notes. I fear we sometimes forego immediate positive results in exchange for sensibilities based on eventualities that may not even occur. I fear we sometimes forego immediate positive results in exchange for sensibilities based on eventualities that may not even occur. What if you're not going to sell your house? Then don't make it more sellable by choosing not to imprint you on all the walls. Okay, so number three. Number one was time-consuming. Number two was frivolous. Number three is mundane. So mundane just means ordinary, right? It's a word that is mostly used in a negative way. But can mundane be positive? Yes, it can. When the commonplace, everyday, or ordinary is desirable, what's mundane is a positive virtue. Author Katrina Kennison says, It has taken a while, but I certainly do know it now. The most wonderful gift I had, the gift I finally learned to cherish above all else, was the gift of all those perfectly ordinary days. I think too often ordinary unscheduled days and very common routines or tasks chores that can be considered mundane, we either overlook them or we don't fully engage and enjoy them. When's the last time you got down on your hands and your knees and you emptied out everything under your kitchen sink and then you just cleaned that space and then put everything back? You guys, it's totally satisfying. Can I recommend cleaning out the toothpaste drawer? Yeah, 
Do it. I promise. It takes less than 10 minutes, generally speaking. Depends on if you have teenage boys in the bathroom using the toothpaste. But in most bathrooms, it will take less than 10 minutes. And every single day, multiple times a day, likely, you open the toothpaste drawer. And when you open it and it's clean and tidy, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty awesome. You could also clean the inside of a garbage can or you could alphabetize your spices. I know, you don't have time. That's the point. But try it. I promise, promise, promise the next time, like I said, you go to brush your teeth or you go to throw something away or you reach for the cumin, (laughs) you will experience a surge of energy because, I don't know, (laughs) it just feels good to sometimes care about the things that we don't really care about, the things that are small and easy to pass over. Generally speaking, especially as a mom, there are a million things to do, and so we skip over the corners, and we focus on the more obvious and urgent, invisible chores and tasks. But I'm telling you, when you choose to do something time-consuming or frivolous or mundane without making it a huge deal, you are going to harvest some serious payback. So if you're a young mom, and I don't know how many young moms listen to me because I'm kind of an old mom, but I'm going to read you something that I wrote as a young mom that is so true because I've proved that it is true. It's in a little scrapbook that doesn't have any photos. It only has words. And it's called Without a Doubt. And one of the entries in this little scrapbook is called Spend the Extra Buck. It goes like this. Life is short and childhood is shorter. It's why I keep on hand a ready supply of colorful drinking straws, sprinkles from the baking aisle, whipped cream in a can, marshino cherries, fruity bubble baths, and designer band-aids. I realize that none of these items are going to contribute in a measurable way to the educational or social development of my children, but they do make many ordinary, everyday occurrences more enjoyable. Case in point, drinking a glass of chocolate milk is at least 2.5 times more fun with a bright green straw. It just is. Need another example? Eating yogurt from a carton versus eating yogurt in a colorful dish with whipped cream, sprinkles, and a cherry on top. Exactly. Way more exciting. Now, I'm as budget conscious as the next mom, so I'm certainly keen on buying store brand soup and canned veggies, and I'm fully aware that purchasing generic band-aids, perhaps I should say adhesive first aid strips, is a money saver. But the hint of a smile on a scuffed up, tear-stained little boy when you pull out the Batman band-aids far outweighs the 83 cents in savings. They say happiness can't be bought, but the giggles and the, I smell good, huh, mom, after a bath full of green apple bubbles can. And so it is without a doubt that I say, spend the extra buck. I wrote that. That's good, huh? And it's true. 
It's all about sometimes spending more time and sometimes doing frivolous things and sometimes just enjoying and paying attention to the mundane. Did you know that this Friday, well, you have to be listening to my podcast the day it comes out on Thursday, May 26th. But Friday, May 27th is Hamburger Day. You should totally make hamburgers on Hamburger Day. And you should tell people that it's Hamburger Day and that you're celebrating. And Saturday, you guys, is Paperclip Day. Imagine this. Imagine just taking someone you love and driving to Staples. Don't tell them why. Taking them back to the office supplies section where there's paper clips, and you'll be surprised at the array of different sizes and styles and colors of paper clips these days. And then you say to this person, I'd like you to pick out your very favorite box of paper clips, and I'm going to get them for you. And <laughs> if this is a teenager, they're going to look at you really weird. But that's okay. Just tell them it's paper clip day and you want to help them celebrate. I mean, how completely unnecessary and delightful would that be? Okay, for sure, I want you to get some chocolate milk, even if you think you're too old for chocolate milk. And if dairy is not kind to your digestion, then get some chocolate almond milk, preferably in individual bottles. And then in the next week, I want you to set the table and just put the individual bottles of chocolate milk out next to everyone's plate with a straw doesn't have to be green. There's so many different kinds of cute straws these days. And then maybe go buy some totally impractical sandals for summer or some new super cute colorful shoes. Do you know what happened to me? A couple of months ago, I got a query from UN Footwear offering to send me some shoes if I would talk about them. And guess what? They came this week. And if they're the ones that I selected... They are so awesome. They're brightly colored. I think they're called secret garden shoes. And I'm so excited to open the box, but I won't let myself open the box until I'm done recording this podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to wrap up, open my box of new highly impractical shoes for summer, and then I'm going to finish my flowers. It's a very time-consuming process. I'm going to repeat what I said in the beginning. I believe there is power in doing things that take extra time and doing things that are silly and impractical. And I believe ordinary, let's say mundane, efforts can have extraordinary results. They're often just what you need. Okay, thank you for listening. Before I let you go, you guys, I filmed a couple weeks back a free YouTube class for Close to My Heart. It's all about documenting 2020. And I introduce you to all different kinds of ways from the most simple to a really cool extended story approach to, yeah, gathering some of the photos and some of the memorabilia that will be important to telling this COVID-19 story when you look back. I want to help you do that. And, um, and that's available now. And I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's, it's an almost an hour-long class. It's free. It's over on the Close to My Heart YouTube page, which you should totally just subscribe to. 
Yes, I partner with them and, and I love the things that we do together, but they're doing some great things over on YouTube. So subscribe and like them or all those fancy words that you do with YouTube. But go watch that free class. I think you'll find it interesting and insightful and hopefully helpful. And I have one more thing. I am planning an episode about summer reading. And so if you have a book that you would like to recommend to me and to others who listen, I want you to send me a speak pipe message. Just tell me about a book that you have read and that you think would be a fantastic book to take on a road trip or sit and read at the beach or at a campground. I want to hear about your best summer reads. Send me a speak pipe message like this. Stacy, it was great to hear you talk about having little boys in your personal Q&A episode recently. I am there right now. I have two boys, a six-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and oh goodness, do they have energy. I loved hearing about your favorite moments, and it was a great reminder for me to be present in the everyday because in the midst of everything, sometimes it's easier not to include them in the kitchen or when I'm doing chores. Recently, when my three-year-old asked to help clean the shower, he wanted to use the sprayer, I said, okay. And he used way more cleaner than I would have, but he was helping and we were doing something together, which I think is just what he wanted anyway. So thank you, Stacy. Thank you, my friend. That is my friend, Allison Little. I'm so grateful she took the time, it's kind of time consuming, to send me a speak pipe message. I'm so glad she took the time to clean her shower with her little boy. That's exactly what we're talking about. And now I'm asking you, inviting you, to tell me about one of your favorite summer reads. And I do know that it's not summer for everyone who listens, but tell me about a book you love so that I can share it with others. Okay, you guys, get out there, have fun. Take some time to do something you love or pay attention to something kind of mundane and definitely go get some impractical sandals or something. And then come back next week. I'll be here with another episode of Exactly Enough.